farmers face an uphill battle due to the continuous uh, uh, shortage of electricity. Uh, the load level uh, or load shedding level six has had a major impact, uh, first and foremost, on irrigation. Uh, irrigation equipment, remember, a perfect system needs to run for 10 hours to complete a full cycle. If it doesn't run uh, or when it's uh, sort of uh, uh, in any way, uh, if there's an electricity shortage, uh, it means that the entire system comes to a standstill. And that it, it has an impact on your seedlings that require water, that require fertilizer and so forth. And then uh, your uh, entire cold chain uh, storage system is also compromised because uh, your retailers expect fruit, vegetables, meat uh, to land up fresh on the tables. And for that, you need um, to keep your um, uh, products under a certain uh, degree. Uh, I think in general, it's about uh, five degrees Celsius. Uh, and then in addition to that, you farmers are experiencing a lot of breakage. Uh, transformers explode, um, your packaging machines uh, pack up uh, due to power surges, and then you have to wait for days at end for those machines to be repaired. So, yes, it's, it's a challenge for our farmers. But just in terms of, you know, if this situation persists, what sort of further impact do you anticipate it will have on the sector? Let me just take a step back. <clears throat> also remember that uh, we have seen a rise in uh, or uh, weakening of the ramp as a result of uh, load shedding. Uh, that also uh, makes it more expensive for farmers to import things especially your fertilizer, uh, diesel. And we've seen a massive spike in the diesel uh, price, uh, petrol price of late, and that all impact on the farmer's uh, financial viability and profitability. Secondly, um, due to that, farmers are even considering now to plant less because it's too uh, much of a risk to plant uh, the same amount of hectares that they've planted before. Due to the risk that I've outlined, uh, your irrigation system cannot function properly. You lose uh, lots of money uh, when you plant seedlings, and those seedlings uh, do not get uh, irrigation and fertilizer uh, during the course of the day. Uh, and as I said earlier, you lose also uh, a lot of money if, you, if, if your products that you supply to retailers get rejected. So all in all, uh, we face serious risk. Uh, and and uh, remember, a basic economic principle applies. If uh, the supply is not there, all that happens, prices goes up. And um, it's not the farmers that are to be blamed for it because farmers are the price takers in this entire uh, value chain. Uh, it's throughout that value chain that uh, the price then uh, becomes more expensive and it's the uh, consumer, and consumers already uh, uh, are burdened with a lot of other extra expenses. They are the ones that uh, are burdened then with uh, higher food prices. Now, with regard to ESCOM and the role that they play in all of this, Mr. van der Rieder, as a sector, uh, through uh, the various uh, organizations and unions representing um, uh, members or farmers in this sector, have you had any sort of engagement with ESCOM regarding the power crisis? We regularly engage with ESCOM, but it's important, uh, Sakina, to note two things. Our power plants are regarded as key or national key points. There's an act that protects those um, uh, national key points from sabotage. 
And what we have seen during the strike uh, is that there were people that uh, did not abide by the strike rules, but they then uh, resorted to all kinds of uh, in, in the intimidation tactics as also uh, uh, sabotaging uh, some of the machinery and equipment within those plants. And that for us is completely unacceptable. If we do not restore law and order, if the police and the police intelligence services are not doing what they're supposed to do, then we're going to see a repeat of this. Every time when people don't get uh, the, the uh, increase that they want, people then resort to these unacceptable tactics. And I think that is where government, the minister of police, must uh, put their foot down. Yes, you certainly have the right to strike and you certainly have the right to protest, but do it within the boundaries of the law. And you cannot expect ESCOM to uh, provide huge increases when the uh, entity really uh, suffers a lot uh, financially uh, at this point in time. The second issue relates to uh, expanding the capacity of ESCOM, especially in terms of renewable energy. And I think uh, the Department of Minerals uh, and Energy should take the blame for this because they are not supporting um, ESCOM's call. For, uh, to expand capacity. Uh, and that, for us, is a huge problem. Uh, and, and I just want to refer to the engagement you had with Mr. Pulemabi earlier. I think the ANC talk, uh, talks with a, a forked tongue. On the one hand, the president and other ministers says, yes, we all for opening up uh, the, uh, the uh, energy supply system and allow for uh, private uh, uh, bidders to come in and expand the capacity of ESCOM, but at the same time, you've got uh, Minister Mantash who sort of opposes it and who's not really supportive of ESCOM to strive to expand capacity. To that point, um, Mr. van der Riede, uh, surely the dispensation that allows um, private entities uh, to actually uh, basically come up with, procure or produce their own energy, uh, generate that up to 100 megawatts. Uh, how, uh, what has the uptake been there in terms of the farming sector? How many people have done that, come together to do that in any way, shape or form? Has anyone taken that up? Um, I think at this point in time, um, uh, it's only your, your farming uh, enterprises that do have the uh, money to do that. Yes, and a number of them have done that. Uh, they have formed consortiums, uh, but that's mostly for local supplies. Um, but in general, uh, remember, farming is a very, very tight business. Uh, you are lucky if you've got a 5% uh, profit margin on your uh, enterprises. And given the fact that we have seen uh, huge uh, uh, challenges, uh, floods, uh, fires, and uh, also uh, of late uh, locust plague, all of these uh, things put uh, farmers under tremendous pressure. And the majority of our farmers, including our emerging farmers, just simply don't have that money. Uh, yes, you can perhaps afford a small system. But remember, a small system cannot drive your big pivots, uh, central pivots, or you cannot drive a big uh, cold storage facility. Uh, and for that, uh, I think uh, uh, we are still very much reliant 
on ESCOM to provide us with a reliable supply of electricity. Mm. So you believe that Minister uh, Gwete Mantashe is problematic in this regard from uh, that perspective with regard to renewables, uh, but ESCOM in itself, on the other side, you don't think is problematic? You honestly believe that it is because of only this uh, workers' protest action that we have been ramped up to stage six? Indeed, uh, because uh, uh, we have, and uh, according to our own reports, we have uh, seen and we have uh, learned about uh, sabotage. We've learned about high levels of intimidation. We've also learned about uh, um, um, uh, no maintenance taking place at some of uh, these uh, uh, big power plants because of the strike that has happened. And I think that for us is something that needs to be addressed. Yes, uh, I think uh, ESCOM has a lot to answer for, uh, but uh, uh, I think the leadership there has done a lot to maintain uh, or to to save the day uh, for South Africa that we do not have a complete shutdown of electricity because if that happens, then we put uh, the entire South Africa at risk uh, we will see massive social upheaval, uh, and that in itself presents a massive national security risk for South Africa. Krista uh, van der Rieder speaking to us there, the executive director of AgriSA, uh, just giving us their view because they're saying uh, that this load shedding may lead to further increases in the price of food that's already sky high, along with other inflationary drivers as well.